This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I'll give you a choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance with this new like an intelligent young man. I do? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I do, sure. <laughs> you look like someone who'd be interested in a bargain. A bargain? Yeah. Why, uh, sure, why not? Are, are, are you a salesman? Right. Oh, what do you sell? Eights. Eights, like the number eight. <laughs> like, like, like the number eight. Right. Oh, that's kind of a weird thing to be selling. Listen, yeah? you take this eight here, see? It's very useful. Yeah? You buy it. Yeah? You hang it on the wall. On the wall? Why Why should I buy an eight and hang it on the wall? Next time you wonder how many legs an octopus has, yeah? you look at the eight. Octopus has eight legs. Shh. The octopus has eight legs. Right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you forget how many reindeer Santa Claus has, yeah? dig the eight. Eight reindeer. Shh. Eight, eight reindeer. Right. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh mm -hmm. when you can't remember what time you eat breakfast in the morning. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. Ah, I eat breakfast at eight. Shh. <laughs> I, I eat breakfast at eight. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, you want to buy a eight? No, I can't. I don't have any money. Oh, see, yeah? see, just, just, just a couple of minutes ago, I met this guy selling nines, you see, so I bought his whole selection. So I was wondering, uh, could I interest you in, in buying a nine? Because you could put it on the wall, you see, and see how many players there are on a baseball team, you know? You could also uh, find out what day of the month the uh, 9th of August comes on. How about that? Uh, why me? Hey, listen, how about I'll trade you all my nines for your eights. How about that, huh? I'll even throw in a four or two, huh? I'll throw in a two and a four and two threes, huh? <laughs> We got a bell for that shit now, and it's episode 28 of Behind the Schemes. Not 28, 32. <laughs> Close for, enough. For February 8th, and we're back. And we got a bell jingle now. Very excited about it. Uber exciting. Thought it was just too convenient that the last two things that Ernie offered up to Mr. Salesman was two threes. Gotta get those threes in, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> can I can I trade a couple of nines for some eights? <laughs> well, how you guys been? How's I'll take an eighth. <laughs> yeah, I second that. Well, we're back. Uh, it's been kind of a erratic schedule for the past couple weeks, but I think going forward we got some good shit to look out for. I think it's uh, about time that we uh, share some news. We officially have a stream up on our website now at BehindTheSchemes.com. And if you go over to The Scaly Show and you click on that button, you can listen in to us live. And uh, as far as we're concerned, it's going to be on Moan Days, M-O-A-N-D-A-Z-E, at 1030, 10.15, 10.30. It could sound a lot more confident about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I think that's uh, it's ex- some exciting stuff. Um, planning on bringing a couple of different things to the table. Uh, maybe start drawing tarot card at the beginning. Read a governmental CIA alphabet soup FBI ATF document about halfway through, and then uh, we can spend the rest of the episode getting um, real deep into some topic of interest. But that's about all I got. Well, let's get jiggy with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. It definitely feels because uh, it's been two weeks now since we recorded anything. That was with um, Atlas, right? That was our last mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Falling a falling a little bit out of the groove, but we did do a sound check last week, so everything should sound silky smooth when it goes up, gets posted. So we got that to look forward to. Do you guys want to talk about some secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. We got to go behind the schemes on this. Yeah. SCH3M3S. <clears throat> um, so Time Magazine came out with an article. And uh, from what I understand, there's some pretty telling stuff in here. A weird thing hey, happened. Go ahead. I was going to say, have we all at least, you know, we, we've all read it or maybe not the entire thing, but at least know what it's talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. Seeing the clipping going around, getting yeah, shared. It is, it is a long article. It is, um, and it goes into great detail. Do you think it's worth going through the entire thing or uh, picking and scratching? Did you throw that up in the Discord? Sorry, I kind of spaced out a little bit. Spaced out on sensation. <laughs> yeah. Put this in some mind crime. Oh, speaking of Discord... I'm not sure how long it's going to be viable for us. Um, not that we really have too much traffic going through there. It's only a matter of time before it probably gets stricken down. So You really think so? I think so, yeah. I think there's enough of the same similar content. At some point, it's going to flag some piece of AI, something somewhere. Mm. Um, yeah, so. Just let it fucking happen. Yeah, I definitely don't want to keep anything pertinent in there. There is a couple of options that uh, I've been scoping out as far as an alternative. One of them is self-hosting a Mattermost server, which sounds pretty fucking daunting, but it's worth a shot. Um, Also, special thanks to uh, a couple of folks, Metis, Nodebit, uh, Dualdenum, and Progo. Uh, those guys have been hugely instrumental in getting our online presence as far as the website, the stream uh, infrastructure set up and internally gracious for all the help that, uh, that those guys have been giving me. Shout out to the homies. 
Um, so we well, let's jump straight into this article, and um, I I don't really have too much else to bring tonight, just because you know getting everything else set up and ready to go. Um, but here's it. This article, I, I just want to jump in. This article just kind of it was a trip for me because the wife and I. Um, it was last Thursday night. Yeah, last Thursday night, uh, was jamming out. Came home, had some late night drinks, had a good buzz, and then we got into political debate. And it's you know not a good idea when, especially when the wife's drunk. You know. <laughs> anyway, both, both parties are drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's hard when I'm always right. You know. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say your talking points. I'm sure we're, sin- we're very professional. <laughs> well. <laughs> it was funny because I just, you know, it was basically, it's always the same, you know, uh, it's the, you you don't understand because you're a white man or you believe all these stupid conspiracy theories, you know, about shit. And I'm just like, you know, and I had the one, I had the one thing, well, just give me one, <laughs> it was so funny. I said, give me one reason, one reason to be a Democrat. <laughs> It was like, I can't remember all the shit I'm putting. You can't come up with one reason right off the bat. Anyway, you know, we have a very good relationship. Don't worry about us. But uh, uh, anyway, we, you know, one of the big parts of that conversation, that drunk argument, you could even call it, was uh, was about the election, you know. And I was like, that shit was fucking rigged, you know, blah, blah, blah. Go off on my usual spiel. I'm sure I've done it on here a couple of times. Uh, you know, and um, and she's just like, whatever, you know, it's just conspiracy theories. You know, you, you can just get what find what you want online, you know, if you look for it. The next fucking day, the Time magazine article comes out. And I'm like, well, how about this for a conspiracy <laughs> theorist? This is, you know, as, about as left wing as you can get. Not too many more. You, you know, you can't go too much further left than time. I mean, there's a lot of room to go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and they had that whole build back better great reset cover too. World yeah. was under construction. But it's you know, a lot of people have been asking, well, why would you you know, why would they print this article? And I mean I got freaking mad when I first read it. Uh, I had to I talked to the Atlas agent for quite a while about this. Right but uh because <clears throat> it I was just like the fucking hubris of these people. You know, it's almost like they they know they did it. And these people are like, we're so fucking badass. We can get away with anything. Now we we are heroes, you know? Here's how we manipulated the media, you know, and forced everything in, you know, to being one specific narrative and that nothing could be challenged afterwards. Unfucking believe the hubris on this. It's just un, un unreal. I've never no, I don't I can't think of another article like this that I've ever read. You know? <laughs> so here's where we had all the shooters for the JFK assassination place. Exactly. Is, is what you're telling me this article is. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, it goes into, you know, it, it, it kind of frames things up, you know, in a way it's like, you know, Trump's going to fuck up the election and Trump's a threat to democracy. So we did this to stop all of that, you know, and it's just it's 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 insane. I, I have not had the pleasure of reading this yet. I will I will uh, admit that. So I can only imagine it's as good as um, I'm getting the vibe that it is is of is of does <laughs> uh so a weird thing happened right after the november 3rd election nothing 
The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended as President Trump refused to concede. The response was not mass action, but crickets. Yeah, there's it's just too long to read the whole thing, you know. Um, do you mind if I skip ahead? Yeah. Just take, a second? Take the charge. Do you, man, um, you know, you skip a couple of paragraphs down and they go, you know, uh, within days after the elections, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even, uh, even when many key states were still being counted. That is a Trump quote. They're quoting Trump. Um, and, then, and then it goes on to say, in a way, Trump was right. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed protest and coordination of, of uh, coordinated resist the resistance from CEOs. Um, both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing act- activists and business titan. The pact was formalized in a, in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protest in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. That (laughs) line right there, you know, in which the forces of labor, the unions, came together with the forces of capital, the bank and the media, I suppose, you know, or anybody else. The forces of capitalism, is that what they mean by that, maybe? To keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. So they're painting out Trump. Has already have decided he's going to rig this election. So what they're doing is right. They're you know, but they're doing it. You know, they're creating a secret union to protect democracy behind that's, closed doors. <laughs> behind closed doors. You know, that's not that's the opposite of democracy. You know, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you know, I hate to get in on this not being as prepared as i want to be um on this you know this it's been a whatever it, i haven't even been that busy i have been lazy though i have been lazy so <laughs> well i will I, admit that i think it i think it just kind of lazy uh, fuck <laughs> yeah it just kind of falls in line with what i was saying about we've kind of you know we took a week off and we lost that groove that's how long it takes um so it's uh it's been fun i i i enjoy doing this um sort of news article deconstruction but you're you're completely right that we can just fucking come in here and tear through this shit and that's the sort of that's the sort of fucking caliber um yeah i think we can uh as a team make it work behind well, let's, behind the yeah, team let's continue on you know you know what they said anyway, on disney do you want to uh, know do you want to know get your hands off my <laughs> teamwork makes that dream work oh oh <laughs> Yeah, so here's another uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here it is. The handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible, uncorrupted. For more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an 
autocratically inclined president. Talk about irony, autocratically inclined president. Remorseless. That's uh, <laughs> definitely painting with that one. But they're talking here, you know, a shadow, an extraordinary shadow effort for democracy. It's like the hand that guides shadow hand. Yeah, and then and then they try to paint it off as being, oh, it's okay, you know, because this was totally grassroots. It says, <laughs> though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. Failure of the central act of democratic self-government that has been the hallmark of America since its foundation. You know, and it, it, it just they go on to talk about how it, they touched every aspect of the election. The states got to change voting systems and laws and help to secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression and lawsuits, record, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. That fucking A. <laughs> After the election day, they monitored every, monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. The untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation, says Norm Eisen, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the Board of Voter Protection Program. Yeah. You know, they're, they're claiming that, that after the election day, that's it right there. That there's no more that that's it. Once the election day's over, there, you have no right to challenge anything after that. You don't have to go to the electors. It doesn't have to be certified, blah, blah, blah. You know? There's a, it's kind of a non sequitur, but it did quick remind me of, um, it's got to be in the show notes somewhere. I can dig it up for uh, next week. It could be interesting to look into, but um, <laughs> someone carted, or, uh, charted out all the COVID il illnesses and um, January 6th is right up to when they uh, start making their decline in cases. So that's kind of just what gives me the same vibe. It's like, yep, you know, after these said uh, dates, it's just done and over with. We've we've decided to call it. We're going to tell you that we called it. We're going to tell you that we fucked you over. We totally fucking cheated it. But it's okay because we told you. And you still didn't do shit about it. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, skipping on down. Um, this guy, Ian Bassey, co-founder of Protect Democracy, a nonpartisan rule of law advocacy group. He says every attempt to interfere with the proper outcome of the election was defeated. But it's a but it's massively important for the country to understand that it didn't happen accidentally. The system didn't work magic uh, magically. Democracy is not self-executing. That's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid 
fever, uh, fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes schemes to influence mm -hmm. perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election, semicolon. They were fortifying it. Oh. And they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. <sighs> Like I hope I know I stuttered a little bit, but man, if you could follow along on how ins absolutely insane that is, and people do, it's like it's like Metamucil, but for democracy. You know, they're, I guess they're spoon feeding it. They're just—they know they can say it. Nobody's—they're not going to get called out for it. You know, nobody's going to get in trouble. They're not going to get investigated. <laughs> uh, there's not any sort of ethics violations. This line was interesting. Democracy is not self-executing. But to me, that kind of rings out a little double speaky because <laughs> he, they went the, they uh, went to the, the lengths protect to, democracy. Sorry. Yeah, they they went to the lengths of uh you know to say that it's not magic that they're actively working to make this uh, outcome happen, and it's not really the most democratic outcome. <laughs> if we don't get the democratic outcome we're trying to tell you that you should have, then, you know, the, the if, you, if we don't get this outcome, then the democracy does not work. Double plus trust us. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. I like that. Double, I mean, double plus trust us. You know, to uh, working together behind the schemes with two threes to influence perceptions change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying. That is fucking hubris, man. Isn't it? Am I, am I <laughs> crazy? They just... <laughs> and they impeached Donald Trump because, like, Russia spent maybe $100,000 on Facebook ads? Yeah, sounds about right. Um, you know? Well, he also did call or, that or, one dude that one time from Ukraine... Right, that that wasn't the impeachment. That was the Russia collusion. Uh, they, you know, they tried to impeach him for that. Mm -hmm. you know. Wow, but I think we all do agree, though, after reading this, that Joe Biden is totally legit, and everybody <laughs> loves him, and he is the most popular president in the history of the world, and we shouldn't question. Him. Well, uh, it's he's uh, the most honest, admirable man, honorable. Ever. You, you do mean, have to admit, though, at some point, we're not we're not going to gain any ground or grow any by calling that specific uh, chapter of the story out. Um, I, what do you I just, mean? What do you mean? I mean, I think at this point, it's uh, it's you know, it's we're in the next four years for, you know, for the next four years. Um, well, that, whether, that, whether they I, I what, don't give a fuck. I know it was rigged. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying this in the capacity of uh, looking forward. You know, it's um, I don't think it's going to do us as much benefit as it would to get deeper on other things to kind of flesh out the sort of shenanigans. Because I, to, I, to, I get you. I mean, because I get what to me, saying. this is this this article is exactly the we're going to tell you ex what the plan is. So that way we can pay off our karmic debt. That way, you know what's up. It's the same that you see. It's the same sort of shit that you see in movies. Like, here's a good example: uh, Kingsman Two, The Golden Circle. Either one of y'all remember that one? Mm-hmm. What's the plot about? Oh God, I haven't watched it in years. So it's um, 
I, I want to say it's a uh, th- there's a conspiracy of this group that's going to release a um, some sort of biological weapon. Yeah, that's right. Infect the whole world and create a pandemic. <clears throat> and when you start looking at the poster, you see it's a giant golden ring, which Corona is a crown, a golden crown, the sun. You know, it's it's this article. It's predictive programming it's them uh just straight up admitting so they can pay off the karma and continue on fucking setting up for uh some built back better new world order shit thing build back better 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 someone else (laughs) oh man when you go start you start making you should do an album of jingles for the show (laughs) yeah let me do Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, how are you uh, going to build up an immunity to fire if you don't expose yourself yeah. to fire? Yeah. Expose us to fire, it's Malachi. It's true. Light That's us true. in your glory gaze. You get burnt the first time, it hurts like fuck. You get burnt the second time, it still hurts like fuck. It takes a while. <laughs> glory gaze. That's right. You, you want to make an omelet? Yeah, crack a few eggs. Over and over, just stacked omelets. It's not the size of the hammer, it's the nail you're throwing it at. (laughs) Every tool is a hammer if you try hard enough. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, you know, I do find this article uh, maddeningly disappointing. Uh, Well, I just want to continue on. You know, I'm skipping through a little bit. I'm going to skip away. You know, move on through. It goes into the architect of it, and it says, you know, uh, sometime in the fall of 2019, Mike Pordhauser became convinced the election was headed for disaster and determined, I must protect it, is what Mike said. Uh, You know, it goes on. He's a senior advisor to the president of the AFL-CIO, the late uh, nation's largest union federation. Blah, blah, blah. So that guy, you know, did some shit. And uh, he created an alliance, skipped on down a few, you know. Um, uh, he drafted a three-page confidential memo so they could leak it, you know, I'm sure, or something. Oopsie. Uh, yeah. Trump has made it clear that this will not be a fair election and that he will reject anything but his own re-election is fake and rigged. On November 3rd, should the media report otherwise, he will use the right-wing information system to establish his narrative and incite his supporters to protest. Uh, The memo laid out four categories of challenges, attacks on voters, attacks on election administration, attacks on Trump's political opponents, and efforts to reverse the results of the election. So, you know, this is back on March 3rd. Uh You know, he's already, they're already planning this out, you know. Uh, And then COVID comes out, you know. Uh, Chaos ensued in the, uh, all the, what was it, in Milwaukee? There was a poll shortage uh, shortage in Milwaukee. No. (laughs) No, it was, that was where the heavy Democratic black population is concentrated and it was so short that all the white supremacists were going to win the vote. I made that part up. But anyway, it continues. I I did learn something today. Um, I guess the legacy of the Umbrella Man uh, is ever evolving from Minneapolis, the dude that smashed out the AutoZone windows. They were talking about it on Grumpy Old Ben's today. And um, the dude that started off as an undercover cop from St. Paul who transitioned into a Hells Angel is actually a member of some 
far right fringe white supremacist group uh, <laughs> because the police reached out to one of the tech companies that is installed on everybody's phones and they tracked them all down. They're like, hey, so you were here at this time. <laughs> so the whole gang. So, so white supremacists started the riots, and that's what? that's uh, that's what the. When you uh, were there, what do you think? <laughs> no, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's, you I were think, like as close to boots on the ground as any CNN or anybody else. No, I don't. Uh, I don't really. I don't really fall in line with the white supremacist uh, rationale. I just I I don't see it. I I think uh, there's enough young angry folks in Minneapolis, um, and that was kind of given based off of how long that they were uh, in front of the police precinct because it had started like the day or the night prior. So but, they they'd been out there for a while, and um, no, yeah, and, I don't I don't and, I just I don't think it. I trust me, like the idea of. Uh, uh, Cointel Pro and and cops going undercover to incite violence at riots. Absolutely, I, I do think that that for sure happens. Um, I'm just I'm not quite as sure for Minneapolis in this case well, because it, it just so much. If anything, I think it was probably for business redevelopment in in that area. Just given how many um, fires in the location of of everything that had been torched. There's a pretty good uh, Infowars video. Oh yeah, going through the um, in, who owned the the land there. Well, in um, the white supremacist defense, at least the, uh, in their rioting in Minnesota, at least it was mostly peaceful. That's, that's an that's an ISO. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was mostly peaceful. We can all agree on that. Um, that yeah. that that whole business, the you know the way. You know, let's fuck this shit land. You know, we'll burn it all down and then uh, buy it back up on pennies on the dollar. Fuck and, this uh, shit land, man. Yeah. I'm here to build back better. For someone else. You uh, know, that's a that's a dark conspiracy, but I believe in enough dark conspiracies now that I don't. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, I was uh, I was fucking around with lavish in the hog story chat last night. And, um we were talking some different ideas for uh, business names for a junk removal company. And eventually, like, you know, the government had moved its way into the business of naming said service. And um, once we hit the department of hauling, I was like, well, what's a good, uh, good word for hauling? Oh, removal, the department of removal. I was like, oh, this just took a super dark and uh, very real worldy uh, sort of connotation. I don't like it. Oh God! Department of Removal is coming to your house at three a.m. Hi, Fuck. I'm here from the government. We're here to help. I'm trying to get that hookup. <laughs> Would you like assistance from Uncle Sam? Damn right. Sorry, I, I completely derailed. Completely derailed. So that's what we do. Yeah, where we're going, we don't need handlebar. <laughs> it takes hard ass work you know to be the most obscure podcast on the internet you know that's that's uh you know i was part of the other shit that's been making me fucking uh run up and down the walls exorcist style is the concept of seo 
I don't understand it. I don't know if I want to play by their games. I don't know if I if I if I even think it would be a good idea to pay for that shit because that just sounds. Ugh. But I was thinking of adding in like a welcome page and be like, "Welcome to the most obscure podcast in the room." The boldly go and put this SC back in X Files. <sighs> Look, potentially. Wait a second. I do now that I think about it. Do have an old. Uh, <laughs> to boldly go southeast to put the X back in the files behind the schemes Dells behind the screens of the subconscious all is not what it seems shall any questions be answered who knows I want to know the things to ask the things to questions surely answers will follow to solemnly swear of diving deep as to the fullest extent of the will egotarians beware inner and outer of the self who owns us the center or the doubter his redemption guaranteed? No, but I can offer one hell of a ride. As above, so below. Grab a towel and run the show. Maybe add that to the end. Oh, that was a note. An endless rabbit hole branching <laughs> to endless possibilities. We made it this far and didn't even mention the lizard people once. Yet. Dot, dot, dot. Sound like Joe Biden reading teleprompter. We're going to give you the whole load. Salute the Marines. Corn pop, bad dude. Like I wouldn't hair. I'd get out of the water and the hair on my legs would lay down. I learned what cockroaches were that summer. <laughs> you know, after all this time, I still He's our president. I still don't know who Corn Pop is. After he was all a this bad time. dude, man, he dragged, put his knife, rust his knife up, cuff it up in the what? gravel. Yeah, get a dull knife, man. Go you up with it. <laughs> Corn Pop comes gonna fuck you up with a dull knife. That sounds yeah. awful. But Joe Biden was a badass man. He had his his group, and they were like, "Gonna get Corn Pop, gonna get him." And then they marched out there like that, and then they got some knives and pulled oh, yeah. like, fuck that shit. Little switchblades. Yeah. 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 And that's when Joe <laughs> Biden got, you know, people started following him. It was like, this is the greatest man on earth, man. He saved us from this bad dude. <laughs> Just like Trump. The China cats versus the vets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if you can, nobody can see me doing my snaps. We can hear that. you. Yeah. Hey, you know what we could do? We could What's start doing a streaming musical night and we can share songs from our careers. Or we, we could not. We could just we could do, do a whole night else. of Pippin the musical. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And you can suck my ass. <laughs> Monty Fuck and I can that. throw down on some Pippin. Yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> oh man, being the Flyers was the best for that. <laughs> were y'all in Pippin, or did we all work on Pippin together at UNC? Uh, we were. Uh, me and Monty were on the fly rail for that one. <laughs> you remember when the main rag got, got hung up? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who was the dude with his knife in his back, laying on, <laughs> laying on the fucking stage? Oh, that so was <laughs> No, yeah. no, so many no, times, so, so many times that rope almost like took me up like thirty feet <laughs> because I held on too long. <laughs> that shit was funny, man. Uh, he, uh, he's dead on the stage. <laughs> he gets up and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> everybody's like, "Oh, that's funny." That's they made it more interesting. 
my, sure. my first musical experience. So you got you got fond memories of that one. Mm-hmm. Some good times. Some good times. Good good songs. Um, but uh, this time article. Let's continue yes. on with it. Where were we? <clears throat> they had to secure the vote. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you know, because they you know, they had to, that's what they had to do. You know, uh, so they had uh, you know created the alliance. Now they needed mm-hmm. to secure the vote. It's like the and, Rebel um, Alliance. And, you know, they decided first thing we have to do is overhaul America's bulky election infrastructure in the middle of a pandemic. All right. You know, so it goes on for the thousands of local, mostly nonpartisan officials who administer elections. The most urgent need was money. They needed protective equipment like masks, gloves, and hand sanitizer. They needed to pay for postcards, letting people know they could vote absentee or in some states to mail ballots to every voter. They needed staff and scanners to process ballots because uh, what? Well, we didn't couldn't couldn't vote before or something. I don't know. Um, so they appealed to Congress for money. You know, there's another thing. Follow the fucking money. They got paid our tax dollars fucking uh, as part of this. Uh, they lobbied, to, uh, appealed to Congress to steer COVID relief money uh, to election administration. Led by the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, more than 150 organizations signed a letter to every member of Congress seeking $2 billion in elect- election funding. It was somewhat uh, successful. They got $400 million uh, in the CARES Act. Uh, <clears throat> How much again? It, $400 million. Wow. But the next tranche of relief funding didn't add to that number. It mm-hmm. wasn't going to be enough. They're like, this isn't going to be enough. What the fuck? So they got uh, Zuckerberg chipped in $300 million, You know? Uh, yeah. So they're up to $700 million now. Uh, that they're, you know, $400 million, which is taxpayer money or taxpayer debt, maybe. Um uh, blah, 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 blah. So, the, you know, they're just fucking milking this shit out for hundreds of millions of dollars so they can rig the fucking election. Uh, they're canvassing. They're, uh, you know, voting safety kits they needed. They, you know, they needed $700 million for fucking rubber gloves and hand sanitizer. Okay. Seems legit. You know, I don't know. How many mm-hmm. fucking corporations have a $700 million annual budget? Think about that. You know, if what you the fuck? if you ran for office, this could be you. I would need $700 million to run for office, and I'd be able to keep what I want. Just That's to get started. Job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just for me to show up. <laughs> I will do this, but I'm going to need $700 million. Anyway, kind of a big deal. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know. A big bag I of mean, they just they just throw this money around in this article like it's nothing. You know, they need seven hundred million dollars to get out the. You know, so people can vote. Like somehow we can't fucking vote. What the fuck? All right. Uh, you know, at the same time they had to. They had also. Well, here's where all the money went. Democratic lawyers battled a historic tide of pre-election litigation. You know, so they hired a shit ton, an army of attorneys. You know, to stop or slow down any type of election uh, uh, litigation. Well, Hold, yeah. Sorry, I was. Uh, no, you're good. Oh, go I, ahead. It. Uh, you know. Thinking back to that uh, Pat O'Kelly article with the uh, John Adams and the Democrats and the lawyers and all that shit. You know, does it make any sense to say Democratic lawyer? <laughs> or could you just <laughs> yeah. say lawyer? <laughs> Satanic lawyer. 
Satan, Satan, Satan. Yes. Uh, future politician. That's what they should call him. Or if it would either be former politician. If he's a lawyer, it's probably a future politician. I want to be know. a globalist. <laughs> Good job. How do I get uh, in? <laughs> bend over. I'll show you. Uh, yeah, but, you know, and that moves, you know, they needed $700 million. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> It's stupid people, um, you know. Now they need to uh, they need to tackle the disinformation defense. It's the next part of the the article. Uh, and this guy here's the first paragraph from this section of the article. Bad actors. I, I kind of want to uh, read it with a lisp because I feel like this guy would have a lisp, but I'm not gonna. Bad actors. <laughs> oh, okay. Spreading Just... false information is nothing new. For decades, campaigns have grappled with everything from anonymous calls claiming the election has been rescheduled to flyers spreading nasty smears about candidates' families. But Trump's lies and conspiracy theories, the viral force of social media, and the involvement of foreign meddlers made disinformation a broader, deeper threat to the 2020 vote. You know, so they're just, they're they're framing this right here that Trump's <laughs> disinformation, are they on crack? Have we been watching the same fucking news for the past four years, you know, where Trump's disinformation campaign somehow? They have a campaign slogan for it. It's riding with Biden. <laughs> but it was actually Hunter that they were talking about. <laughs> and by riding, they meant doing copious amounts of... <laughs> <laughs> Riding his dick with your feet, bitch. <laughs> Suffer, <laughs> surfing hunter by the hand. Lena, need a little gag sound effect. <laughs> Man, you know, anyway. Uh, but, you know, they line this up as just, okay, we need, we need to control, we need to have a secret group of people, uh, anonymous of course that's what kind of the secret part is um you know to uh, create a uh, an a campaign to fight quote disinformation a more perfect order exactly a more perfect order so that you know that's legit that's uh, democratic you know having secret people uh you know, deciding what is truth and what is not truth. You know, totally cool. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. A group of group of, of uh, lizard people in the shadow spend money on the cum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so the disinformation uh, uh, thing. You get attacked. The instinct is to push back. Say this isn't true. But blah, 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 boost. Blah blah blah. The solution. Uh, so this is a woman, Quinn. She researched, uh, uh, co-founded Catalyst, and you know began studying studying the problem of disinformation. Um, she concluded a solution was to pressure platforms to enforce their rules, both by removing content or accounts that spread disinformation, and by more aggressively policing it in the first place. The platforms have been. Uh, the platform forums have policies against certain types of malign behavior. But they haven't been enforcing them, you know? So she's already saying, you know, she's getting, the, they're creating the ministry of truth here, you mm -hmm. know, with these, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, tech companies. 
Vampires, media. space lizards. Yeah. Uh, Quinn's research gave ammunition to advocates pushing social media platforms to take a harder line. In t- November 2019, Zuckerfuckerberg, ever heard of him, invited nine civil rights leaders to dinner at his home where they warned him about the danger of the election-related falsehoods that were already spreading unchecked. It took pushing, urging, conversations, brainstorming, all of that to get to a place where we ended up with more rigorous rules and enforcements, says Vanita Gupta, president and CEO of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, who attended the dinner and met them. It was a struggle, but we got to the point where they understood the problem. Was it enough? Probably not. Was it later than we wanted? Yes. But it was really important given the level of official disinformation that they had those rules in place or were tagging things and taking them down. Like that? It's kind of creepy. I think it is creepy. I feel uncomfortable. I can feel uncomfortable reading it. I know. That's why I think it really captures the, the essence So, you know, they're openly admitting, they're deciding what disinformation is, right? Yes. I, I do have a question. Uh, this is sort of, sort of related on the question of disinformation and the control of public social sesame platforms. Do we pursue MySpace in a big way with this show? Is that still there? MySpace is still a thing. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I won't go to Facebook. Right. Because sure. it's just, it seems like it would be a losing battle right at, right out the gate. MySpace. I wonder if I could remember how to log in. <laughs> yeah. That could be fun. You know. It would be. Start scoping around and see what other shows got uh, MySpace pages. The abandoned yeah. amusement park of the internet. Man, I, you know, this really worked. You know, and, and to think that this campaign really, really worked. It's got, got me to where I just don't, I'm not going on Facebook or Instagram anymore. It's not worth it to, for me to do it. Maybe I just have all the wrong friends. But, oh, but you'll always have us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> Love you guys, man. I wouldn't be doing a podcast on Monday night and drinking whiskey and shit if it wasn't for y'all. That's a moan days. <laughs> you put me in a moan days, y'all. I'd probably just be drinking wine and watching the Great British Baking Show or something, you know? Yeah. Good you know. eats. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you'd yeah. actually have some culture for once. fuck you guys nice well uh how would how would y'all uh how much further are we we want to take a quick break yeah it looks like we're about halfway through does that work for you yeah sure uh, yeah no you know let's see where we're on the disinformation you know so yeah, we were yeah. I just wanted to end and remember where we were, kind of. Uh, you were talking about them, uh, uh, basically discussing the censorship of things. Yeah, yeah. Like what's, just, like, what's what's allowed? Yeah, they had Such. they had dinner with with uh, Zucker Lizardberg. <laughs> Super Lizardberg. spreading the word. Super yeah. spreading. Zuckerberger. Zuckerfucker. <laughs> it's an amazing article though. I you know it's just. It's, it's just, I mean, I'm not going to dwell on it forever, but it is truly an amazing article uh, that they're writing this out and just saying what what people 
say I'm been saying I'm a conspiracy theorist for <laughs> saying right. Mm-hmm. Should this be banned on YouTube, like, or, or or Facebook? Could should you be able to share this article? I know. Let's take a break. I just want to get back. Oh, All right. Oh, shit. Well, we'll uh, we'll be right back, y'all. Cool. We all got our drinks now. Might drink a little moonshine for this one. Nice. Is it like real moonshine or is it like liquor store moonshine? It's like garbage moonshine that you buy at a liquor store. That's yeah. What call it. All right. Is it any good? No. <laughs> it's like they it's billed as moonshine. uh it's billed as apple pie but it's like some fucking backwoods fireball reject way too much fucking cinnamon fireball yeah. already sucks as a drink i don't understand any of this but i'm halfway through it what about whiskey flavored whiskey well yeah i mean everything else that they have is like midnight moon which is not much better uh, so, where, so where are we at with this article? Well, you know, man, it is a long fucking article. Good God. You know, I, I wasn't anticipating on, you know, spending this much time on it, but, it, you know, it's such a long article. It's really, got a lot to say. You know, yeah. You know, so we're on, uh, we are on, uh, back up. Super the spreading the word. Yeah, spreading the word. Spread you know, the gospel. Where they... Join our Church of the Latter Day Democrats. Yeah, you know, people power is the next thing. You know about the racial justice stuff. Um, you know and how they sparked uh, George Floyd. Or, man, the racial justice uprising sparked by George Floyd's killing in May was not primarily a political movement. That's an interesting statement. I don't know. I mean, you know, I can see it not being. I it, the images. You know, Interesting. I don't want to dwell on that too long. Any thoughts on that? Um, I guess the one thing that it really kind of made me think of uh, is the Hunter Biden laptop, only in the sense of there's definitely a sort of hand that guides what trends, what goes viral, what catches on, what grabs people, what sparks a reaction. I definitely think that um, it's sort of a, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase it. It's it's a uh, interesting like well this is this is the two opposite ends of how i guess how it can be promoted on social media Um, yeah well they talk they're they're talking about how they got the media companies to not you know they considered they just said hey that's disinformation the hunter biden story is disinformation didn't matter if it's disinformation or not you know the fact is they use that to you know to hide um serious faults in the Joe Biden campaign and the Joe Biden presidency, you know, I mean, it clearly you could it clearly gives means of, of blackmail toward Biden, you know, with having a you know a laptop with potential child pornography and everything else on it, you know, that's his son that he says is the smartest person, you know, they they hid all this shit. They would not hit, hide that, you know, for DeSantis or Rand Paul or fucking Tulsi Gabbard, you know, Tulsi. Did y'all hear about the uh, Republican uh, congressman who died in Texas? Ron uh, Wright, I think his name was. Was he the one from COVID? Lung cancer? Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah, he died from COVID. Well, he had lung cancer. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he had some conditions going in. But he tested positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then a bunch of Twitter posts came in. They're like, ha, believe in COVID now? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, of course. Yay! See, COVID's not all that bad. Jesus, I'm like, man, uh, can, we, can we just 
but that's back. not hate speech. Can we just get back to the part where we're not wishing for for death on people? Or yeah, this is poorly timed shit talk. Intolerance <laughs> will not be tolerated. <laughs> All right, you know, uh, I'll try to just move through this. There's, you know, it, it goes into a lot of detail that. I don't, I don't want to read all this. I'm not prepared. So uh, I'm going to maybe just gloss over a little bit. Like I said, strange bedfellows. Let's see what this, you know, uh, about a week before election day, Ford Horzer, I probably mispronounced his name earlier, uh, received an unexpected message. U.S. Chamber of Commerce wanted to talk. The AFL-CIO and the Chamber have long have a long history of antagonism. Though neither organization is explicitly partisan, the influential business lobby has poured hundreds of millions of dollars into Republican campaigns, just as the nation's unions funnel hundreds of millions to Democrats. One side is labor, on the other management, locked in an internal struggle for power and resources. Uh, you know, I like how they frame that. You know, on one side is labor, which is... Is just just labor just labor on the other side is management locked in internal struggle for power and resources is that me am i on here it's uh i am check okay there we are sorry i had my speakers on did you hear that uh, it was getting mm. a little whistly yes i was wondering where that was coming from it was coming from me and uh <laughs> that resets our counter for um not having any technical mishaps for behind the schemes but yeah you notice the, uh, <clears throat> the just the way they write that sentence. And that's way on down in the article. And they're still like, you know, as it goes through, through though neither organization is explicitly partisan. If they mean that, then, um, you know, okay, they're neither partisan. But one, the, the business lobby has poured hundreds of millions in the Republican and the union Democrat. The union side is labor. Other management locked in an eternal struggle for power and resources. It's just, you know, the labor is too. They are uh, an internal struggle for power, a corrupt power that wants to, you know, take, have every person has to pay into that power <laughs> that works as labor. Something, something, something uh, sees the memes of production. <laughs> anyway, I just uh, find sentences like that interesting. It's kind of interesting to de deconstruct. And like I said, a uh, little unprepared, I did not get get this far in my article reading two reasons it came out on the friday after i was partying down with my wife like crazy i was hung over number two i got angry you know reading through it and um anger hangover not good not good man <laughs> just stacking yeah. all those uh all those buffs yeah. up you know, it's a good anger, though. It's just like, I knew it. What, how, why are they? It, I, it, it was like I said earlier, the hubris of this article is just what still has me just, I, you know, I'm going to let the article go. It's just fascinating, though. It's To me, this is one of the most fascinating articles I've ever read. You know. Well, uh, I'll I'll for sure you know link it at, at this point. I'm fairly certain everybody's come across it. Uh, oh yeah, whether, whether we're, they we're late on it. But, <laughs> but uh, it was nice to, to get some stuff um, off our chests about it. Uh, just yeah, showing up, standing down, election night, blah blah. The, the Liberal Alliance gathered for an 11 p.m. Zoom call. Hundreds joined. Many were freaking out. I bet they were because <laughs> Joe Biden was down a lot. Holy at 11 shit. p.m. on election night. He was down a shitload. It was really important for me and the team in that moment to help the ground people in what we had already known was true. Huh. 
Podhorzer presented data to show the group that the victory was in hand. Hmm, amazing. That is fascinating. How the fuck did he know that? You know, nobody else did, you know. While he was talking, Fox News surprised everyone by calling Arizona for Biden. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, the conversation. But that's, man, the Liberal Alliance gathered for an 11 p.m. Zoom call. Hundreds joined. Many were freaking out. It was really important for me and the team in that moment to help ground people in what we had already known was true, says Angela Peoples, director for the Democracy Defense Coalition. Pord Horser presented data to show the group that victory was in hand. What the fuck, dude? Nobody's (laughs) investigating this shit? How did they know? They have no way of knowing if it wasn't fucking rigged, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just people, you know, uh, changing, change, changing, changing the means or the outcome to fit whatever agenda, personal agenda they have. Build back better mm-hmm. for someone else. And then it's usually about money too. In the end, right? I I think it just again it falls right in line with um, how we need to uh, change up how we start approaching this information. Um, cause I, I think if, uh, I think if we start going back further and we go a little deeper, we can find information that sort of explains <clears throat> why this shit happens, who, where, what, when, and why, and especially the why, like, why the fuck did they write this article? What would they, what would they stand to benefit other than paying off karmic debts? Like, let's assume that that's not the case. What do they gain from it? Why do they gain from it? Who gains from it? Well, that one's that one's fairly uh, fairly clearly stated, I suppose. Those are the fascinating questions about this article, though. You know, um, and like, why would you why would you read it or write it? You know, um, <laughs> I'm trying to get interesting. You can't. Oh, there it is. I was trying to highlight something on there, and it wouldn't let me do it. Do it. Um, and I have to send this paragraph to. Or for an Atlas agent, you know, uh, because it's a fascinating paragraph. We were talking about this before. <sighs> well, anyway. I, I saw that we're about halfway through it. Do we want to blast through or? Um... Man, let's let me go. Yeah, let's just, you know, I'm, I'm about done. You have some stuff. You ready for, to go on some mm-hmm. other stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, it goes on to say five steps to victory, whatever. Yeah, they're talking about what they did after the election and uh you know let's see okay here we go um, let's just read i'm gonna read the last two paragraphs we'll just take it from there um well no let me i'm gonna read a little bit more um you know how close we came just the last little segment and then we'll be done with it how about that it's not very long so this is the this they, this is their summary all right how close we came there was one last milestone on poor horser's mind january 6th on the day congress would meet to tally the electoral count, Trump summoned his supporters to D.C. for a rally. Much to their surprise, thousands who answered his call were met by virtually no counter-demonstrators. Huh. How fucking weird is that? Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. I don't know why. You know, because for the first time ever, I, God damn it. I can't even get through this without, you know, that shit right there. Much to their surprise, thousands who answered his call were met by virtually no counter demonstrators. 
To preserve safety and ensure they couldn't be blamed for any mayhem, the activist left was, quote, strenuously discouraging counteractivity. Poor Hauser texted me the morning of January 6th with cross fingers emojis. Bullshit. Provide one evidence, one single shred of evidence that to preserve safety, and uh, they, uh, they were strenuous, strenuously discouraging counteractivity. Provide one piece of evidence. I'm asking this fucking author, which I should never know. <laughs> fucking A. Get them That's on the show. They're going to be our next yeah. guest. All right. Trump, uh, Trump addressed the crowd that afternoon, peddling the lie that lawmakers or Vice President Mike Pence could reject states' electoral votes. Uh, that's not a lie. Anyway, he told them to go to the Capitol and fight like hell. All right. there. That's it. Okay. So that's the insurrection, I suppose. You know, he then he returned to the White House. He told them to go to the Capitol and fight like hell. Is that is that right? Did he say that? Uh, yeah, but there was also a super cut that they played on No Agenda where they had all the fight like hell statements from 2020 aggregated into one collection yeah. that was pretty phenomenal. Right. Anyway, that's total bullshit. Uh, anyway, the whole insurrection thing is stupid. It's fucking bullshit. Then he returned to the White House as they sacked the building. Okay. Right. And they didn't do that uh, when Kavanaugh was being fucking confirmed. As lawmakers fled for their lives and his own supporters were shot and trampled, Trump praised the rioters as very special. Very, you know, this guy's got, he knows what exactly what happened. No partisanship here. It was his final attack on democracy, and once again it failed. By standing down, the democracy campaigners outfoxed their foes. We won by the skin of our teeth, honestly, and that's an important point for folks to sit with, says Democracy Defense Coalition's people. There's an impulse for some to say voters decided and democracy won, but it's a mistake to think that this election cycle was a show of strength for democracy. It shows how vulnerable democracy is. <laughs> That's such fucking... Cr yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I will agree 100%. All right. The members of the alliance to protect the election have gone their separate ways. The Democracy Defense Coalition has been disbanded, and no one knows who was in it anymore. Yeah. Uh, though the fight back table uh, lives on. Protect democracy and the good government advocates have turned their attention to pressing reforms in Congress. Yeah, but they have. Left-wing activists are pressuring the newly empowered Democrats to remember the voters, put them there while civil rights groups are on guard for further attacks on voting. God damn it. Business leaders denounce the uh, January 6th attack. And some say will no longer donate to lawmakers who refuse to certify Biden's victory. Fuck you. Podheiser and his allies are still holding their Zoom strategies, you know, blah, blah, blah. As, yeah, fucking, fuck all you. Fuck you, fuck you. It's astounding how close we came, how fragile all this really is, says Timmer, the former Michigan GOP executive director. It's like when Wiley Coyote runs off the cliff. If you don't look down, you don't fall. Our democracy only survives if we all believe and don't look down. <sighs> yeah, and his final sentence. Democracy won in the end. The will of the people prevailed. But it's crazy in retrospect that this is what it took to put, elect put on an election in the United States of America. With reporting by Leslie Dickstein, Dickstein, uh, Maria, Mariah Espada, Mariah Espada, Simone Shah. 
Three ladies. Three lovely ladies. All right. Yep. And I think their shit is full of crap. I think their story, the way they frame this shit, is crap. I think they're fucking turds for people, and they can go suck it. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, fuck. They got some balls, man. They got more balls than most guys I know. Like this shit. Yeah, let's say let's see you take the election, man. Fuck. You take the erection. I mean, damn, you know, give it up to them. You know, they pulled off. You know, they destroyed democracy and claimed to be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, after behind the schemes passes episode thirty thousand, you know, at some point we're not going to be here anymore, and uh, hopefully the show would continue on, but. If it ever comes to the point where we still want to have Malachi's rants, uh, are y'all aware of (laughs) Microsoft's new scheme to keep us around for even longer? Microsoft patent details tech that could turn dead people into AI chat box. Chat bots. Bots. Can they now? Turn you into my little bot friend. (laughs) That's what I'm going to use my Bitcoin money to do. Oh, like cryogenically freeze yourself, but it, instead you're just turning yourself into a bot? Yeah, man. Yep. Just so I can call Time Magazine or uh, writers asshole for <laughs> eternity. And of course, this article starts off with a bunch of references to Black Mirror. So, you know, more predictive programming. An AI chatbot that lets you inter- interact with dead loved ones sounds like something straight out of science fiction. But if technology and a patent granted to Microsoft comes to fruition, interacting with a chatty 3D digital version of the deceased could one day become de rigueur. I'm not sure what de rigueur means. Uh, but the patent titled Creating a Conversational Chatbot of a Specific Person details a system that would access images, voice data, social media posts, electronic messages, and the like to create or modify a special index in the theme of the specific person's personality. In some cases, images and videos could be used to create a 3D model of the person for extra realism. Behind the schemes, now with added realism. It's an especially provocative notion when you consider the patent's suggestion that the tech may correspond to a past or present entity. Can you imagine having like a clone bot of yourself out there? I I guess maybe that's what a lot of celebrities experience. Um, It would be interesting to know how many celebrities actually manage their own personal um, social sesame platforms, you know, just because they have so many people there to, to write the script for them. But the the patent list, uh, these two dudes, Dustin Abramson and Joseph Johnson, as the inventors, they filed the patents in 2017, but it was granted this month. Um, As jarring as the idea might seem at first, many who've lost a loved one will understand the comfort that can come from watching old videos of the deceased or listening to their archived voicemails. Death creates an aching hole we long to fill, and we're going to fill it by using AI chatbots on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the man- general manager of AI programs at Microsoft confirmed on Twitter on Friday that uh, there's no plan for this, but if I ever get a job writing for Black Mirror, he wrote, I'll know to go to the USPTO website for story ideas. 
Um, I'm not actually sure. It doesn't say what the USPTO is. But the British Sci-Fi... Oh, talking about uh, the 2013 episode of Black Mirror, Be Right Back. Um, For for y'all that have seen it. um, United States Patent and Trademark Office. Oh, thank you for the real-time fact check. Um, uh, Let's see. Similar scenarios, and this this is kind of an interesting little paragraph. Similar scenarios have already made their way into real life with holograms of celebrities like Whitney Houston and rapper Tupac Shakur. And in 2015, Eugenia uh, Cuda, co-founder and CEO of software company Replica, trained a chatbot on thousands of text messages she'd share with her best friend Roman, who died in a car accident. In doing so, she created an immortal digital Roman that could still, quote, talk to family and friends. Um, <laughs> but would you guys want to chat with me once I'm... Once I'm gone, would you would you like to interact with my chatbot clone? Oh, let's talk to you, bro. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Chat it up, clone box. <laughs> they make me a hologram, but you know, make me make me a little more handsome. Just now, you know, you don't want it to be like uh, too obvious, but you could crank crank a couple of the dials, tweak it in there just a little bit, and make me a hologram. But I only have the funniest jokes. <clears throat> Not not the not the sometimes sometimes gems. Um, oh shit! But that did bring us to another article from May of 29, 2020. Uh, could we really live forever as a chatbot or a hologram? Virtual reality robots and chatbots and holograms could allow us to exist and per, uh, perpe- perpetually. Whether we should choose the option is a different story. What what do y'all think? Do you, do you want to exist forever as a bunch of uh, zeros and ones? Hanging out in the dead internet. Not my call. You could put it in a will and be like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be like. It's like a suicide like, note almost. <laughs> what's the difference of being on album or whatever, you know? Oh, God, you know. Destroy all the vinyl albums I pressed before when I die because I don't want my voice living on in That. <laughs> yeah. Your hubris. Ah, <laughs> uh, love drinking on a Monday. Yes, I think it's. Uh, I think Mondays are going to be become quite the quite the event, quite a good time. I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, you know, if everything goes to plan, I think we got some good shit lined up for everybody for 2021. The question is, I do have a quick question: Do we change what season that we're in, or do we just jump immediately to season three for next Monday? I don't know. I've never, never, never made a podcast. Me either. Oh, yeah. I guess we could start doing seasons, can't we? Yeah. Cause I mean, we are kind of transitioning into the, um, to a new setup. So, mm. this is so what, 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 when do you think, uh, season two should start? <laughs> well, it depends on if we're on like a uh, government annual year, which is like, uh, July through the end of June, or are we on a. Well, we could always do, we could always record season two at a later time and then just release it before season three. There you go. Yeah, well, it's like we we as a show travel back in time. <laughs> yeah, we I'd be down with that. <laughs> and could we do like certain seasons might only be like one episode, and other seasons might be like a hundred? Oh yeah, it changes to season four halfway through. Yeah, could we have a change in the middle of an episode, or is that, that that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm wondering? 
I mean, I'm you know we're pushing the boundaries here. You know, there's a lot of podcasts to compete against. Um, so hey, need to speaking get us something to uh, you know really <laughs> make us stand out. Stand uh, speaking of which, um, I did finally get into the uh, uh, Sphinx chat for podcasting 2.0. Okay, it's pretty cool. You're in the Sphinx. I am in the Sphinx. <laughs> and uh, it's. I, I only spent maybe four dollars. I forget exactly how many satoshis equals out to one bitcoin, but it's a lot of satoshis in, in one coin. A lot, a lot. Um, but the fact that you're able to sit there and you know stream three satoshis per minute listened of you know each piece of content, it's it's pretty spectacular. So as far as I'm aware, I just have to do it. Uh, should be able to million uh, satoshis to one bitcoin well and then see how many satoshis are in one penny because that gets us kind of kind of close uh, as of september 28 2019 one dollar was worth one uh twelve thousand two hundred and seven seventy uh, satoshis according to coindesk and i had That's as fast as i can go i had streamed about 2500 sats i, I want to say over two days so it, it 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 roughly equaled out to be about twelve cents per episode. Uh, but when you compound that with a hundred other listeners, you know you you just got a dollar twenty out of that uh, out of that episode. Hell yeah! Uh, and that's just for people listening to it. So I, I think that's pretty phenomenal. Um, it, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And dude, I, collect all that shit, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin went up. Oh, it 44,000. Like, yeah, for over 44,000 because Elon Musk bought like 1.5 or something billion dollars worth of Bitcoin today or said he was. And, and now they're accepting like, it for payments like, too. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's go. Charge. You know, but I'm also afraid that like Biden's going to be like, what else we need to do is we need to spend another $100 trillion. And it's like, man, now my Bitcoin ain't worth any dollars. You know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to fuck it all up. Got to be some PPE loans while you're at it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin's good. Yeah, I've, I finally bought myself a little bit, um, and it's went up about $10 from where it was yesterday. So it's like, oh, okay. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mine's starting to roll, man. I'm yeah. just like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking you know, forward to the future. Everything else, it's always been negative. Even when I started buying Bitcoin, you know, it was like, I was like, mm-hmm. I bought it and it went. Right. And I was like, and oh, buy more. Just yeah. threw that away. And I should have bought so much more. I kind of pulled back. But, you know, we were in a tight financial area a couple years back. So you got to buy low and never sell. Man, I'm just buying, buying, buying. Fucking A, whatever. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Buying <clears> high, <throat> buying low, whatever. Well, uh, I do have one last story um, to kind of round up for tonight, uh, unless you guys want to go a little longer. Um, But this one comes out of North Carolina, and we got a clip to go along with it. Hi, y'all. Here at the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office in the brand new Real-Time Intelligence Center, we sat down with Sheriff Kimbrough and his team to learn about its limitless possibilities. Forsyth County Sheriff Bobby Kimbrough and Major Mark Elliott believe this space will transform the office's ability to keep the community safe. And there's nothing like an eyewitness 
They say new technology allows investigators to monitor hundreds of cameras across the county inside this newly created real-time intelligence center. It's a centralized point in our agency where all live stream intelligence comes into the agencies. The technology, they say, allows them to not only streamline live feeds, but enhance searches. We can watch the dog track live as, as the uh, event is occurring. And you couldn't do that? Before. No. Improve safety for deputies and first responders, and better search for whatever they're looking for. Think about the things that happen every day in this community. Now you have real-time intelligence. That changes the game because nobody want to be captured on, on film doing something illegal. You don't. By using filters, this new program allows investigators to pull in a feed and specify what they're looking for, down to the color of a car or the color of a suspect's shirt. This is a game changer. You're actually being captured on film in real-time intelligence. And there's no question about whether or not you were here. It shows you were here. It shows the time you were there. It shows what you had on. It shows your gait. In other words, how you were walking. It shows what you drove away in. It shows your tag number. So now we're in a courtroom, there's no question. There's no reasonable doubt, it's you. The hope is businesses and residents will also add private security systems to part of a new registry, so investigators know quickly where more cameras are located. It gives you the ability to log in and whatever camera system you have at your house, you can share that with us. And so we will put it into a registry format. Still, we cannot access your camera without your permission. But should we get a car break? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to ask for permission every time. <laughs> Improved safety for all deputies. Deproved liberty for all Americans. We could profile you anytime now. North Carolina is the new United Kingdom. Basically, yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's it's showing That's all That's Winston-Salem the... area right there. Yeah. Forsyth. Yeah. Yep, Forsyth. It's fucking nuts, though. Um, we got about uh, 30 seconds left. In your neighborhood, we can reach out to you and say, I know that there's three or four neighborhood cameras here. Sheriff Kimbrough says it's important to him that the community see how they're incorporating new technology into their work and that those thinking of committing a crime know they're watching. And the hope is more residents in Forsyth County will register their cameras so they can have more eyes in more places. We have a link on how you can do that on our website, WXII12.com. In Winston-Salem, Leanne Denier, WXII 12 News. You can trust them. The reason I... Leo uh, France. The reason I dinged the bell, they zoomed in on a 33 for a good uh, six seconds there. Boom. Because um, all the people, they got little uh, floating dialogue boxes, essentially. I didn't them. hear the bell. Did you hear the bell, Monty? I did not hear it, actually. Oh, y'all don't hear the bell? Fake ring. You fake ring. You don't hear that? There we go. I, there I heard we go. Okay. I hear that. I heard that. It's a pretty good recording, you know? Yeah. Can't use a real thing. This is the real thing. It's a little Sounds jammed up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, go get your ring neighbor, get your ring on, get your Corona ring on, go call up your local sheriff's department and be like, hey, I want my <laughs> uh, pyramid TV now. Man, they can already access a lot of these cameras. Maybe not the Forsyth County uh, Sheriff's Department, but I bet if they really wanted to, they know somebody that knows somebody. They could get them into about any camera 
that's connected to the internet. And and man, Alex Jones was talking about this shit back in like 2005. Where he's like, your refrigerator's listening to you and shit. And everybody's like, you're fucking crazy. You're a fruitcake conspiracy theorist and you should be banned from everything. And now you have, you know, refrigerators, dishwashers, TVs, everything else that is connected to the internet by voice command and control and has a camera to look back. And they can't, yeah, don't worry. They're not going to use that against you. <laughs> Only if you do something not technically wrong, but if we don't appreciate it, we might, well, quote unquote, wink, not take a problem with it. <laughs> wink. And they're getting quote to a unquote. point now. Where, you know, if they're rejecting, getting people kicked off of uh, social media because of stuff, you know, why wouldn't they um, find out about you in your home or something? You know, it's the next step of evolution. Once they, once they, uh, you know, purge the social media uh, accounts and everything of, of all the Trump supporters and white nationalist supremacists and Nazis, um, then they'll be bored and they need to find that because the purging, you know, you, we've all purged before. It feels really good. It's like, ugh. Is that how it feels, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I shoot. I, I shoot. Do you remember first your while. first purge? <laughs> I remember my first purge. I was like, what the fuck was that? Uh, the two fingered salute to the porcelain god. <laughs> yeah. I, couldn't quit purging after that. Uh, it's like that uh, old Sopranos joke. He's like, I remember uh, my very first blowjob. Do you remember yours? How long did it take the guy to come? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just to to kind of end cap that, this sheriff told reporters that the system allows investigators to search through hundreds of cameras already available more uh, efficiently in real time. System also allows investigators to add highly specific filters, including pictures of people's car colors and more to narrow in on the contents of the video. Man, fuck that shit. You know, whatever. And guess what? Guess what? Crime will not be reduced because of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably the not. End. The no. end. All it will do is take more fucking hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money to fund a fucking uh, authoritarian surveillance state See, against man, you. Dude, you know what? You, you just don't get it, though, because you you have to you have to stop the person even before they commit the crime. Why don't you understand about that, dude? <laughs> it's preventative measures. It's preventative arrests. It's, it's more. It's not a crime, man. Get, get a little uh, minority report in there. You know, <coughs> predictive man. arresting. Very interesting. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they uh, don't already already have a system like that. I mean, oh, they probably already do. They've been sitting on it for a couple of now. They're a couple they're of just decades. Trying to get into your house, you know, get into your baby's camera, baby monitors, and stuff like that. You know, so weird, power hungry fuckers that are monitoring this shit at three a.m. can fucking jerk off while they're looking at your wife, and your baby, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Took a weird turn. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's weird. Oh, you gotta be fucking. a weird motherfucker to want to look at shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I Sorry, could I've been drinking, I, man. I could do my job or jerk off to his wife. What should I do? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it Jello Biafra and the Melvins did it? Uh, 
did an album together a while back and it was like they got a great song called the lighter side of global terrorism <laughs> okay it's like about like the tsa you know fondling you and you know and going through your panties and fucking you know stealing your shit all right <laughs> the lighter side of global it's terrorism lighter side of global terrorisms i like it no wait no tsa no fascist usa no wait, no TSA. Hey, hey. TSA's ho, okay. Ho. Right? TSA has got to go. Yeah. Those dudes always fucking, always, every week, there's always something different. I know that I've went on plenty of tirades, so I don't have to get back into it. But every fucking week. Like, oh, you know what we did? We protected the fuck out of democracy today. We mm. we got your juggling balls. We followed them real good, and we can't mm. confirm without yeah. any shred of doubt that these are in fact actual juggling balls and not filled with some sort of mysterious substance because we squeezed them really good and we know and have confirmed and i even have pictures of this of them holding both juggling balls in hand <laughs> confirming that they are not a threat to democracy well is there anything else you uh fine gentlemen want to touch on for tonight other than me <laughs> Uh, no, I've got I've got nothing else uh, to add at the moment. I feel like that that was a real solid episode for us. Dope. Um, well, you know, uh, if you're listening to this and you want to come hang out, uh, swing on by to Behind the Schemes sch 3 scom and you can go to the Scaly Show link and listen in with us live next Monday, and that's going to be the fifteenth of February. You know, come join us, listen in, hang out. We got a chat room, the green room. You can access that through our website. Uh, if you're in an IRC channel or excuse me, IRC uh, node somewhere, it's hashtag green room. Um, you can find us there. Um, other than that, you know, um, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. And Leslie Dickstein, Mariah Espada, and Simone Shaha. Y'all can suck it. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's going to be a good ride. And uh, for anybody that's uh, been listening with us, we appreciate the support. And uh, we're very stoked to see what's coming in our future. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> Bye. All right. All right, bros. Take it easy.